Hello and welcome to a very upbeat 90 Minutes Cynic podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Gallagher, and I'm joined by Kieran Harron. Good evening. I uh, love that, dulcet tones. Uh, Louis McCaffrey. Good evening, Christopher. It's great to be here. Uh, it, it seems like it. You're very up for this, Louis. You're very excited. You're very, uh, frankly, fucking, frankly, no idea why. No. Um, and we've got the Bry Man, B Unit, B Inton Steel, Brian. Brighton Steel? I don't know, yeah, I kind of shot that one. Uh, Brighton Steel, I guess. I thought we had Wolfington Steel, so I don't want to be. Everybody's uh, one of those. Uh, it's good to see you, Brian. It's great to be here, Christopher. Um, you've got your St. Polly top on. Yes. Sank Polly. Sank Polly, yeah. Uh, good to have you along. You need to make it more regular because we, we get. We get Emails, we get texts. I know. Don't know how they got our number, but people <laughs> constantly come and saying, "Where's Brian? We want Brian." Demonstrations outside. Demonstrations outside. All that stuff about Lawwell is actually just a veiled uh, cry for help because you're not on the Nine Minutes in It podcast. Well, hopefully we'll be resolving that. Now. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, okay, so <laughs> got a few things to talk about. Um, Leicester. Leicester, yeah, terrific. Dundee United Hibs. Now that was a bloody great semi final. Yeah, I quite enjoyed that game actually. Um, what I would say is. Uh, uh, Cummings' penalty now it was a very very bad penalty but I admire his like moxie for trying to do it totally. he completely fucked it up but he had the balls the balls to try it okay failed um, and a lot of people will say you know he could have cost his team the, the place in the final and stuff but a uh, bit, bit of gravitas and you he know? tweeted after it no peel or no party which I thought was quite good did, cool. <laughs> did <laughs> he actually that's cool if only he did the balls to do it at the same time I, I know really that would have really although I think the goalie thought he was and that's ah, why the goalie yeah. just completely wrong footed himself and how big is that goalkeeper did you see him, Logan? Oh, I've not seen him, but I've he's seen a, a lot a of things being mentioned about him on Twitter. Uh, the phrase "unit," I, I know. Fr- frankly, I love that phrase anyway. Let's yeah. be honest. Uh, but he was—he was a unit. He was massive. Who is, is it Ben? He's from no. Donegal. Uh, Logan. Connor Logan or something. No, like that. it's a Logan. Yeah, he just—he was released by Leicester City, and he's not played in sixteen months. How long has he been, perhaps? I think they signed just it was either January or the start of the season but it's just recently he's been playing all season? no he's not he's not played in 16 months 16 months months. Um, do you remember was it John Budge Budgie the Hibs goalie who was massive as well I think this guy was even bigger yeah they were, they were having a debate on the radio after the game about whether having a fat goalkeeper is actually <laughs> a good thing because they take up more of the goal it was pretty agile but a legitimate well. conversation about it like, the wider the the wider frame the, the goalkeeper and people say our podcast is shite <laughs> exactly. yeah, well Rangers had Andy Gorham so that proved it I mean he was a bit of a white not boy. just one Andy Gorham it's a, that's, that's you know we're, we're, we're positive towards mental health okay. right, sorry. Um, but what I would say is uh, if he's got the agility if he's agile then fair enough yeah, he, made he, cracks, he, he made some cracks he seems some really to be um, quite agile loves a pie though can't, can't, can't go without a pie <laughs> Right. Did you hear Kilmarnock no. are in dispute over the whole Kelly pie? What is the Brian? What Brian? What is the actual dispute? Talk us through it. I think the bakery that makes them's trying to like to claim the, the name. claim the name. Kilmarnock are saying no. It's really interesting, Brian. Yes. So yeah. we're glad you're back on the podcast. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know why? Bring that, the diversity. To the do, do you know why I, I'm rambling on so much? Because I really don't want to talk about the game yesterday. Let's do it. Be good for the soul. Um, okay. See as therapy. Uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a good way of looking at it. Um, right. Here's the thing. Semi-final of the Scottish Cup 2016, Glasgow Celtic um, took on. 
Do, what do we call them? Rangers, Safeco, whatever, right? They take on Rangers, uh, the new new Rangers club, uh, and what, Celtic lost. That's pretty good summing up. Moving on. Uh, so, Leicester. <laughs> no. Uh, so, well, in all, in all seriousness, um, in my opinion, it was one of the worst defeats I've seen in a very long time. It wasn't the actual defeat. It was the manner of the defeat. Um, I mean, we can look at the stats and we'll, we'll make, run off the, the stats and stuff later on. But uh, I'll come to Kieran first. Kieran, what, thoughts? Just in it? I'll get initial thoughts from everyone. What's your just kind of thoughts on it? Um, well, I suppose the, the the one the one word that really springs to mind is embarrassing. I mean, it was an embarrassed performance to be to play so poorly against a team like we know that a league below is. Um, the qual the goal from quality should have been there to be seen. Now, if it, if it, there would have been neutrals, and some of them might have been thinking to themselves, "What team here is in the championship?" And the most of them would have probably thought the one in the hoops. It's a very good point. Yeah, so they were because the, the way. And we haven't talked about the way Rangers played was the way we want to play and we have been told we'll play but we've not quite seen it yet that very high pressing uh, passing I mean the mid- they were so able to find each other midfield they just totally outrun our midfield and at times we were just chasing shadows I mean it was like the ball was going about and they were just kind of running towards the ball not quite kind of marking their men um, not being aware of where they was um, I mean you go through the team and you're struggling to pick out any positive performances. I mean, Young without Tierney. T- well, I was going to say, I mean, Tierney was outstanding, but unfortunately, he was outstanding in the in a defensive situation because he didn't really get to push forward too much. Because, well, Taverni did. They they were better with their full backs getting forward. So with them getting forward, they were pinning us back because they, we were not able to get past them. So Tierney, most of the time, was having to defend, and I mean, the boy just stuck in there and his challenges his timing was just superb there was time Spot. you could see him with so much passion because there was times he was going hard some of it he was tackles he was going to fire in so he was kind of wanting always to get the ball in the man um, but most times he was getting the ball yeah. first and I actually read as well and this just shows you that the, the, the actual maturity in the boy was He's the only boy that put, he was the only player that put his arm around Rodrich after he missed the penalty last night. Well, that's been brought up. And um, by the way, can we ask for initial thoughts, not a fucking right. war and peace? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm uh, that's a good point. I mean, um, the, a lot of people saying that after uh, Rodrich missed the penalty, that you know only one or two people came up to console him, and not, not even the captain. Yeah, there was there was another point yeah, someone made. Patrick Roberts after his miss. Roberts after his no miss. one can near him. He say like just. Head up, just forget about it. There'll be more chances. Yeah, absolutely. Louis, your kind of thoughts in the game and, and how you feel, and you know your hair's looking terrific tonight. A good hair game today. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, bitterly, kind of bitterly disappointed. Same as Keelan, you know, in terms of the worst part is how we allowed them to dominate. I mean, that—that's the word, dominate. Yeah. Oh, they absolutely dominated us, and you know that. Does obviously the manager, which we'll speak about later, the manager has has to bear bear the brunt of that, I think. But there is to a certain extent the players as well, because the, how those players, especially the, the the kind of leaders such as Brown, even Johansson, if you, if you want Charlie Mulgrew as well, I don't want they, thanks. They, these these players who are experienced, they know what it's about to play for for Celtic. They know how to control games. Um, and yet, they totally let Rangers do absolutely dominate us. Another thing was that the, the game was played on 
their left our right hand side so the, for for the whole of the first half the whole of the first half was so weighted towards Lustig's side of the pitch and, and, and Robert's side of the pitch it was it was crazy and yet not once or very rarely did Celtic try and switch the play very rarely did we have players with a change of pace we other, have, we, than, other than young Roberts we, have, we eventually did that towards the, the end of the second half where yeah. Roberts switched to the other side yeah but there was there just wasn't enough variety in our play we looked weak we looked really really weak and players like Johansson Beaton Brown I mean those three players were so important to that game in terms of getting a hold of things in midfield and all three of them were atrocious and got it got done off of this Andy Halliday character who I don't even know who he is, I'd never heard of him before Formerly of Bradford and Livingston and, and some other team he, he bossed it, their midfield absolutely bossed that game uh, Brian, is this just another another big game that the Celtic players just completely bottled it from, or are Rangers quite good? Um, maybe a bit of both. I think Celtic just didn't turn up, and the worrying thing is talking about stats. Um, love a stat. We love a stat. Yeah, isn't it? Christian's not here. I may as well fill in the, the hole that he's left. Um, Celtic thirty-seven percent possession. For Celtic to have thirty-seven percent possession in a game against another Scottish side is a complete and utter embarrassment. Um, you keep the ball, you control the game, and that's what Rangers did. The worrying thing is, I haven't seen Rangers at all this season. I've not watched them. I had some chats with guys I know who are actually really excited about watching the Rangers team. Rangers, Which, you know, Rangers fans. Yeah, that's disgusting. Um, I know it's pretty horrible, isn't it? Um, but you know, even when they supported the old incarnation, they never, you never associate that style of football with a Rangers team. Um, and the worrying thing is, Warburton is clearly able to to make his players play the way he says they're going to play. They believe in him. They were confident right across the park. They were really calm in possession. Um, they always had an outball, which Celtic didn't. Celtic players were, were captain. The most experienced player in the field is launching the ball up the field to nobody. Um, you've got players like Boyata, who's a complete and utter diddy. Um, trying Cruyff turns in his own half because he's nowhere to go with the ball because there's no options for him. Also, the fact he's just a calamity. He then bottles it to the point he's having to get taken off. Um, I think he was injured. Do you know, it was a disaster, complete disaster. However, just, all just of walk that, over that, Brian. Just walk <laughs> over that point. <laughs> all over it. Uh, like, taking all that aside um, and looking back now, kind of the dust has settled a wee bit. I haven't experienced that excitement and passion about a game in a long, long time. So it was an amazing spectacle of a game. Just to confirm, Brian um, McManus's <laughs> thoughts on the Glasgow Rangers being back, being good for Scottish football, do not represent the 90 Minute Cynic <laughs> or Chris Gallagher. And anybody that's that's, we have to hold a hand. I mean, that it, it, I'd imagine you would all be the same. You don't get that when you're playing Aberdeen or Dundee United or Europa League. It's not, and it was a. You can comment on the football like it wasn't. There's no real controversy. It was that shy, but at the end of the day, it was a throw-in near the halfway line. It shouldn't have mattered. Yeah, um, it was because of Celtic's inability that it did. Uh, you know, we talked last week about character, uh, and and in some ways to come back from from uh, especially losing a goal in the first half of extra time, that takes character, no doubt about it. Uh, but 
Kieran, I watched the game, me and you watched the game um, with Dermot and my father as well. And as soon as it went to penalties, we knew. We just knew that that we wouldn't win, win penalties. Um, and that maybe says a lot about our faith in the players. Now, if we if we lack faith as fans in, in, in the players, um, I mean, why are we really that surprised? Um, Tom Rogic, should they have started, Kieran? Absolutely. I know. I, when, it, when it happened... The, the, when I seen the, the, the line-up, and then obviously after about half an hour, I was, I mean, straight away I was like, my call out for the, the first 11 was what it should have really been. Roger should have been in there. <laughs> so, yeah, what I said oh, it should have been. what I said should have been. <laughs> I'm going to give Ronnie a text the next time. When it comes you're to doing a game. hand signal, though, so like, for a phone. I better waste a text. <laughs> but clearly it should have been Roger and McGregor in there with... Instead of who? Instead of GMS, and I would actually have possibly, like I said, kept bitter now. What, not seeing how poor Burp, uh, Brown was going to play, but I was wanting to have Brown and hands together in the kind of I, midfield. I that as well, yeah. Uh, and with Rodgers behind, and the way the game panned out, there was space in that kind of hole that Rodgers could use. And you seen as he came on, the, the game did turn a little bit better for us. He was getting the ball a bit more. He finds he space in a way that m- most players can't. And he was getting the passes off as well. Um, just another thing as well that was another bit of a worry was the fitness. The amount of players of, our, of ours are okay picking up injuries and niggles. It's, that's not so much your fitness. That's maybe just the way you turn, the way you take a shot. But getting into the, the uh, towards even the, it was more the end of ninety minutes. I mean, there was one point there was bit on. There was a uh, Lustig. Uh, there was Roberts, and I think there was somebody else. Were all struggling. Like we hamstrings were going, or a bit of cramp, or their groins, and then that went into extra time. But you, the Rangers players were still able to fitness. They were getting about the park. They were still pressing relatively high in the extra time, um, and that that didn't look good either. Uh, I'll just I'll I'll make a couple points. Uh, I thought. I thought Rangers were really tidy in possession. I thought they kept the ball really well. I thought they, they had good movement off the ball, which is something we lack. Um, they're not world beaters. I also think that that was their cup final, and that come next season, they will not be able to sustain that quality throughout the season. Uh, I think from a Scottish football, I was talking to a friend in work, and he's an Aberdeen fan, um, and... I said to him, like from your perspective, that's the best thing that could have happened because now, Re- now Dave King, all, all Dave King needs to say, uh, you, and I'm, let's not talk about Rangers, but you know they're going to be in our league, so we may as well talk about them, I guess. Um, all Dave King needs to say now is, look at that, we're not far away from them, we don't have to spend that much money, and they'll all, you know, swallow that pill, they'll be happy with that, yeah, absolutely. But it is just one game. Guys like Kenny Miller at 36, you know, is he going to be? You know, the, the SPL is a lot harder than the championship, and it's a lot technically a lot better. Andy Halliday, good for him. He had a good game, no doubt, because he did have a good game. I thought Mackay was their best player, frankly, but that's that's another thing. Yeah, apparently, Derby tried to get uh, in the January, and they actually had to fight off Derby to keep him. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, what was saying that? He's a he's a good player. Um, he's good technically, and I don't remember him being that good at Hearts, but but hey ho. Um, Basically, the other thing you look at it, the worrying thing is. They are not. They only need a. Well, they need a few a few additions, but they don't need an overhaul of their squad. They could do the way Hearts did when they came up. They they were quite shrewd in purchases they made, which I think Warburton might do. I think Warburton does seem to know what he's all about and what he's doing. So, and I mean they they were missing in a way. They're technically their best two players from what I've been I've been hearing all season was a uh, 
Oh, Howard and the boy King, they two have actually been very, very good for them since they've come also out for the Rangers. Boy, I think Forrester was out and the Wagcon guy. The Wagcon scores goals, I don't know how good he is actually yeah. as a striker. But yeah, he scores a lot of penalties, doesn't he? Important players for them. But the worrying thing is, I didn't think any of the Rangers players had a particularly standout game yesterday. I think everybody's raving about Mackay, and it was a cracking goal, but none of them really stood out individually for me I think that was just a better team performance I mean they couldn't fill the bench yesterday they didn't have a squad big enough why to fill the bench why did they not just stick two youngsters on they did they had a boy I think no like they only had five they named five see the no, other I two think one of them was like 16 was he not or and no. the one brought on was 19 boy they'd um, Law Clark the lad from uh, Arsenal, yeah, that's right. Who came on? on. Yeah, so, so but, I mean, I think they will. And there was one more. Clearly, they need they need a bigger squad last season. But as, as Keenan said about not overhauling the team or whatever, that's what they did last year. That if you look at that Rangers team compared to what we played last season, it's night and day, and it's practically a brand new team. And he's been able to instill a style of play in a very short period of time. And that's the worrying thing where we haven't. Yeah, um, that, that, that's that's true. But you know, if 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 we do look at it, try and try and take some positive from it in a way, is that you know they they played. I, I mean, I I would assume that that is probably the best they've played this season. I mean, that was them in, in top in their, enti- in their entire history because they're only four years old. Um, um, <laughs> that they they played it top gear and gave it their all and they wanted it so much more than the Celtic players and, and that's what carried them but we still missed an open goal we hit the post in the bar and we had a chance did we not have the chance did Brown not have the chance Brown to win it with a penalty no Brown aye but well no Brown had an opportunity Br- Brown to, had a big opportunity aye, when aye, he but Brown in the first what five minutes had a cracking opportunity and and couldn't even hit the target. We we had, we had thirty three attempts uh, at goal with. I think it was ten on ten, target. Ten on target. They had nine attempts in overall. Six on target. So they, I thought it was three on target. We, no, it was three on target. Was it three on target? I mean, we. I mean, we still. I mean, we had a lot of attempts. Some of them were terrible from from a long way out, but we did still create quite a few chances. We underperformed. They possibly, arguably, overperformed. You know, if if you would, you still have to say if those Celtic players played to their potential, like they should have, we would have won that game. We would, we 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 would still, we would have beat them if we had turned up. But we never turned up. It would have been worse if we had played to our best. They played to their best, and they still beat us. That would have been that would have been harder to take. Well, yeah, I think that's worrying. Sorry, Sorry no, you gone, you gone, right. Um, Looking at the stats, I mean, we've got Seth, obviously, and our stat man, and just looking solely at the stats, I think he said, what, Celtic was 81% should have won the game or something like that. It's 33 attempts a goal, although the worrying thing for that is they're including, obviously, some of those free kicks for Griffiths and McGrew that... Ah, they could play. I mean, that's just... To suck it when it comes to free kicks. (laughs) But 10 attempts on target, and if you think the save that their goalie pulled off for the Griffiths free kick was incredible, Patrick Roberts missed... An open goal, you know that those are game changers. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't take away from the fact that we couldn't keep up with yeah, a team a league below us. That's the point. Um, 
if we'd won that game, I would still be sitting here saying the same stuff. This isn't about the fact yeah. that we lost a game. Um, it, it's the manner of the defeat. Um, the de- it was so bad. And it was just another, as we've said before, it was another um, key game where nobody turned up. Young Tierney is a machine. I thought Sviatchenko was... Yeah. But I mean, why he didn't start is beyond me. Do you know what? See, the thing with, with Sviatchenko, what I'd say is, uh, Dyla made a decision and fair enough. He thought to himself, you know what? We're just going to go with Boya and Mogru. If there's any in, any inkling that he's not 100% fit for a game like that, semi-final, doesn't matter who it is, leave him out. So I don't, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to criticise Ron, Ronnie Dyla for, for leaving Sviachenko out. When he came on, he had a great game. Gordon saved a couple of penalties in the penalty shootout. What was the one where the ball comes over and he, did he punches it? He did, he saved one of the penalties in the penalty shot. And then was, should have saved another one if he got stronger. He got a hand. It went under, uh, under his wrist. Um, but see the one, remember, we've seen it, came, uh, everyone's seen it. It was half, in, I think. fucking uh, game. But the ball comes over and it's in the air and instead of catching it, he like just stands and punches it out. I don't know if he was expecting I, it to be offside I, or something. I think the, some of the way the players looked as if there was a, a call for a foul and they must have ha- somehow had a whistle maybe in the, in the crowd. That made them think, and that's why it was more of a kind of blasé punch. As if he was just kind of a punch that kind of bagged him, because I mean they went almost straight to Rangers. You know, just yeah, the box. Um, so just mm-hmm. to kind of give, uh, they had sixty three percent possession with thirty seven, uh, with thirty three shots, ten of them on target. They had nine shots, three of them on target. So in terms of uh, percentages, it's actually not far off the same. Uh, they had ten corners, we had nine. 18 fouls for us, 15 fouls for them. Um, That's the thing as well. There was not really one bad challenge. It was actually a f- kind of fairly fought. You know how you sometimes the old fun games, passions get going and adrenaline's really going and some people fight the tackles. Kieran, 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 Kieran. There is no fun, mate. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but we go back. I mean, that's the thing. Nine, nine, they had nine shots, three in target. So we restricted to them playing in front of our defence. Because like you said, Gordon was barely... Two of them were goals. Two of them were goals. Two of them were goals. Two of them, two them you, caught, you couldn't really blame Gordon because one was just, one was hits. Like he said, it's a one in a hundred that's going to go in. Another one, it was... I mean, it was right in front of Gordon. Yeah, and so the deflection fell kindly for Miller. And he was a, he was alert compared to our defenders sleeping as usual. Um, and got it. And, I mean, so other than that, I, I can't even think of Gordon having to make any kind of... It's only one. Outstanding save. Not even, not even a, a decent save. So we've... we've We've restricted them, so they, I mean, they've had the ball, they've had the possession, they've, they've made it look like it's been a great performance. However, they'll probably be about to say, "Well, we didn't actually test the keeper enough." Um, yeah, yeah. But, but then they might they'll go, "Do you know what? We played them, we played them off the park with the passing wise. We got through in penalties. We've beaten them when there was all this odds were stacked against us. So they'll probably be happy just to say, "Well, that's something we can improve on when." Next season, we kind of move more the the last third of the, the park. Louis, are you tweeting from when we were doing a podcast mm-hmm. from your personal account? Yeah, can you pay attention? It was gentle, but so what? To tweet him afterwards. Give me that. Give me that phone <laughs> now. Listen, wee man, uh, Louis. Yes, Chris. We talked last week about Scott Brown. Just how bad was he yesterday? It was dreadful. Do you want me to elaborate? <laughs> no, that's fine. Brian, no, if you could elaborate, that would be terrific. Yes, he was he, he was dreadful. Um, he he looked way off the pace. Um, the, his his kind of his engine and his you know ability to to kind of 
batter through 90 minutes is gone now, just absolutely gone. It, it was his, his best quality. Are you two on Twitter and talking while well, I'm speaking? Yeah, Some know. respect, please. It's actually what it's absolutely, that's allowed. That is allowed. Anyway, go on. Anyway, his engine's buggered, he's got to quit, he can't pass a ball, he's technically... Well, he's never been technically great. We can't, we can't criticise him for his... I mean, as we but, said... But, like, but, but it's now... It, is it, it now affecting it, it's his... It's glaringly obvious that he's he's just not good. And for people listening to this thinking, oh, you're just getting it brown after one game, this has been, no, an, this has been no. something we've said there's for the no, whole season. There's no way you can honestly, honestly watch Scott Brown play as the captain of Celtic and say that that is good enough because it's not... It's and and it's now at a point where it is to the detriment of the team. Yeah. So if you're going to keep playing them, you're going to have to get used to these type these types of performances and these types of results. I think that um, also uh, his you know staring at everyone when he's like he's becoming a bit of a parody of himself in a lot of ways. Because see if he was still absolutely dominant in mid the midfield, especially in games in Scotland like it used to be, then you'd be like oh Bruni gene himself up, but he's not. And, you know, I, I find it a little... No, you know, if he wants to go and outstare people, you know, people will say, try to get psycholo- psychological advantage. Fair enough. I think it looks daft, because when you go out in the pitch and you look, look like a bit of a diddy, because you're not playing particularly well. Brian, I mean, what's your, we've not really heard your take on Brown for a while, but let's go on. Um, he's... That, that but I think I made that point today. I can't remember where it was, where he did try to intimidate the opponents, which I think is all well and good going into that type of game. But you need to follow it through. You can't just disappear as soon as kickoff, eh, as soon as the ball's kicked off. It was, I want to say anonymous, but I suppose we were aware of him because he was so bad. He can't, he doesn't have the ability we need for a central midfielder. He used to have leadership and energy as a captain, which is which is uh, what you're looking for. Doesn't have energy anymore. People are saying he's not fit, but that's been consistent with Scott Brown's career where He's no being Scott Brown because he's got a niggle or he's got this or that. He doesn't deserve a place in the team. He, um, and that's that's clear now. Um, yeah, I completely agree. That that opportunity he had um, really was, you know, if he just even made, made worked the goalkeeper. He needs to hit the target. Yeah. It's, it was a, I wouldn't say it was a sitter, but it was a very clear cut chance. Yeah. So we've missed this. Like, it's so defined. <laughs> I'd, I'd say as well, it's kind of. Exacerbated to an extent when the other midfielders around him, namely Beaton, is is so poor as well. I thought he was really poor yesterday, and the two of them used to work really well together. Yeah, but their their roles have never really been clearly defined for a while. I don't think. I I don't think you can you can say to you know you can watch Beaton playing and. Quickly realise what his role in the team is. Yeah, it's di- it's very difficult now. Brown as well. The two of them are trying to do everything do you get rather f- rather than the two of them having specific jobs to do and carrying them out. Do you get the feeling that um, this is for everyone? Do you get the feeling that Bitton is just waiting to uh, think he, he's he doesn't it? he doesn't want to be here. Yeah, he's no way. Looking to punch his he, he d- he, and it's frustrating because he signed that contract, but that that contract was great for the club because it means we'll get money for him, which is fair enough. But he clearly doesn't want to be re- be there. And would you it, want to be there? Just the problem is his values now going down with his poor performances. Yeah, exactly. His no, values no probably went down a 
I don't know, 15, 20% since the beginning of the season or going from last season? I think the, th- the thing is, though, him performing poorly um, is obviously detrimental to us in terms of, you know, winning games. But it's... As, as Kieran's saying, you know, if you know if he's depreciating value a little bit every now and then, just a little little bit, um, it's also going to affect the level of club he'll get. Um, he said that he wants to go to a kind of, you know, I think his agent said they're like an Arsenal sort of club. Um, could be looking at a West Brom club at the end of the fucking season, you know. Um, Shh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know if he'd get West Brom. Probably get a chance. If you look at Kyle just now, he's Brighton fans are raving about him, mm-hmm. and they're they're doing pretty well just now. Um, and maybe he's been the player we thought he was going to be when he first started and then just went right off the ball. No. No. <laughs> Benham Kaya but, um, is not in any way a good player. Beat on, uh, he looks totally disinterested. But maybe that's due to the fact that a lot of his game is obviously looking for or looking to move the ball on. Yesterday, he had no one really to move it to. That's what I was saying about they, they're always they've always got options. They, they, their their movement off the ball was excellent. Rangers, I'm talking about their movement off the ball was really really good. That's basic though. I mean, that's just basic stuff. Yeah. You know, when I, I think it's we've telling. Struggled, we've struggled to do that for a long time. Aye, yeah. I think the majority of the season we have struggled. I think we've struggled to, to do it under Dyla's campaign. If you look at their second goal, the Mackay goal, when we got they got the throw in, um, how they played that to Mackay. I mean, it was a Quick one to opened it up to Mackay, who just Brown didn't look interested. Stood off him, boy turned him. Brown almost fell on his ass, and he hit a screamer. But the way they moved that ball to get in that position was was great, but very very simple. Yeah. The the other thing was that maybe speaks volumes is the fact that they didn't change the way they play. They, we we talked about it. If if they attack us, we we should kill them because we, we better players will be able to exploit the, exploit the space and everything like that. They went no chance. This is how we play. We play a four three three. It's been successful all season, and we're going to keep doing it. And we're going to do it to you. And they done it, and they carried that job out perfectly. Yeah. See if Scott Brown though scores that, I know we're, I keep going back to that right, but see if Scott Brown scores that I think, I think it's in the first, what, ten minutes? First eight minutes nine minutes? Uh, it's game over I think they crumble after that, but we just gave them, we gave them so much opportunity, we gave them so much time on the ball to, and that's why, you know, people are, you know they're tidy in possession, absolutely there's no doubt about it, they, they do have good passes there but it's simple stuff and because we Allowed it to happen. We didn't have anyone, you know, really getting in their face. And I'm, I'm surprised that Scott Brown didn't have, you know, he didn't even have any reckless challenges. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm surprised he, he didn't get frustrated. Was. Sorry, he wasn't put about an awful lot. Like, I, that's what I mean. No, you know, like I um, couldn't get near them. Exactly. <laughs> that's the but see, going back to your thing about how they, if they'd scored in eight minutes, that would, I maybe slightly disagree because if you look at it, when they obviously they were one 0 up and we equalised. Now it was straight off, and, and for both it was. The kick off the second half of both the game and the extra time, we kind of went straight in there. I mean, we managed to get a goal within a couple of minutes. We didn't capitalise on it, on it, but yeah. we didn't. We yeah. didn't then trying to dictate the game a bit more and try to control it. They came back in there, and so they were able to 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 come back in the game and not allow us to then start. But, but then, then we allowed them back into the game. But, but also, I think that's because they had the confidence. The confidence that of the first half an hour bred. Bred confidence in them to the point where they were like, oh, we can fucking take these guys." But then we should have had the confidence. Well, that's okay. So second half started. We've got the goal within a minute or two. Let's now get at them. Let's get a second goal. 
um, and just keep pinning them back. But we didn't we didn't we didn't allow that. We still were lost in the midfield. Our wide wide players were not looking for Get the ball the as much and not getting the space and stuff like that. Um, when we should have maybe do a bit more of that because we should have maybe used the momentum of having the goal, having the fans all doing their kind of madness and singing and all that and cheering doing and their kind of madness, and, madness. <laughs> and, and also the Rangers fans being quiet so there you go you get that behind you as well and you think right let's sit puff a chest out let's can I let's yeah. can I get into this but let's, let's start going for goals do, you know, do you know what you need what, what you need then sorry to jump in but do you know what you need then you need your captain your right. captain to stand up and say alright we're going to control this game now you need I mean the fact is for me personally in a football team, I want the captain to be either a centre half or a central midfielder. So when you've got that number eight sitting in there, you know that when it comes to times where you, you know you're you're behind and you need to have have them g up, that, that because they can almost see everything, it's perfect. But where, where I don't understand why after we scored that goal, great head of some Siachenko leap like a salmon. Yep, very athletic salmon. Yeah, cracking heat on it. Like a salmon, um, but um, we scored that great goal, and then, and then Kieran, we we looked at each other like, right, game out, right, we're going to we're going to run over them now because we are the better team, we are the better team, we have the better players, but it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. Lou McKay, McKay, <laughs> <laughs> Lou McKay, <laughs> Lou McCaffrey. Yes, I've got three late words, but one of them's hyphened, right. It's not I love you, it can't be I love you. Uh, and I want to know your thoughts on said word. I think, I, I, think, I think I know what you're going to say here. Gary McKay Stephen. I'll give you two words. Who? Dog shit. <laughs> That's one word, is it not? No. Is it not? Is it not? I probably hyphenate that. Firstly, we don't swear on the 90 minutes tonight. We, we, look, we don't look kindly on sweary words. Boo the sweaty words. Boo the sweaty words. Uh, I think anyone's but I think that's. But to be honest, all the madness, all the fans with the madness. Uh, but that's a perfect summation. <laughs> the way, uh, he looked like a, a deer caught in the headlights. Yeah, yeah. That's when you see. That's what, that was quite good. That's when you actually seen him because a lot of the time he was nowhere near the play. Uh, yes, but then that's that's what I was saying earlier about the f- the first half especially was so. The the ball was constantly on the opposite side of the pitch. Yeah. Um. So he struggled to influence the game really, partly because of that because the game was so weighted to that side. Um. But yeah, I mean, he he really was poor. But then I I also think he's another one, and there's quite a lot of it seems to be quite a lot of uh, players or, or positions, whatever way you want to look at it. He's another player who looks as if he doesn't know his role, he doesn't know what his what he's meant to be doing in that team. Is he is he meant to play as a winger where he goes to, to beat a man and use his pace, which is what you would think he should be doing. A lot of the times he comes deep to try and to, to try and link up play. Yeah. And then but that that's that's kinda pointless because he very quickly gets frozen out of things. If he was like say like um Mackay was for them um, stretching the play playing high up the pitch wide giving their, their full back something to think about being able to have a go at going past them kind of like James Forrest used to do James Forrest at least would try and size it would take him a while to size up an opponent but he'd try and get past them a few times and at least give the guy something to think about and test them Gary Mackay Stephen doesn't test defenders anymore 
in, currently in that role that he seems to work with, he's not even got a role, I don't think. It's just the whole, that system of the 2 3 1. I don't think it's been executed very well at all. And and players, it's partly players' ability, for example, Brown, but it's also a lack of understanding about what their roles are within it. Because clearly, there's quite a few positions on that pitch where, where the players just cannot do it properly. This is great debate. I'm having a terrific time just listening. I feel like a listener right now. So yeah. having a great time. Well, we're not really debating. Fuck up, Brian. Hey, <laughs> uh, so swear. Sorry. <laughs> but you know, it's a bit harsh on Mackay Stevens as poor a game as he had. He gets the ball with his back to to go quite a lot, and that's not his style. If you look at Roberts, they're playing the ball in front of Roberts and gives him a chance to run at people. Mackay Stevens tends to get it when he's facing his own goal yeah. or facing his own player. He then, that, he's that, not strong enough to hold up the ball. He shrugged off the ball. That dents his confidence. That first touch, though, the first touch in the first like two or three minutes, when he, he his first touch, he uh, literally yeah. overruns it. Like I think McGarry McKay Stephen is a confidence player. I think he's a player who, as, as you like said, most wingers. So that's yeah, but he's got all the ability in the world. I just don't know if he's got the temperament to be. Do you want to keep breathing into the microphone and making a fucking stupid noise? Do I keep doing that, Brian? That's what you do to me, Christopher. Get me all hot and bothered. Okay, let's keep doing that. The, be- the best game Gary McKay Stephen had this year was probably the Hamilton game where we beat them like 7 or 8-0. But he was so direct. He was so direct that it was perfect for him. Why did why does he not do that? Why is why is that not clearly his role is to do that? Why does he need to come deep and inside to try and get a couple of you know link up play and get a couple of t- no just give him the ball into space and let him run with it, be direct and drive at fullbacks. So what you're saying is give him the ball uh, into space and drive. Great, great insight there. I don't know why I'm being such an asshole to everyone. You, <laughs> you were great, and then just the past couple of minutes. I'll be honest, it's been the last minute, but I'm over it now. You've went full gallop. Uh, no, it was, it was f- the fans' madness is what it was. Uh, Kieran, um, what were your thoughts on, because I've got some thoughts on Griffiths. Oh, he's giving me the, the middle finger. That's rude. Yeah, the pub was aware of your thoughts on Griffiths last night. Ah, that's right, yeah. I, you know, I pure shouted really loudly, and people were looking During at me. During the game or later on? This was later on, on. yeah. Uh, thoughts, Kieran, on, on, on Griffiths? I think some we've seen us quite often now that there's a lot of kind of frustration in these games where I think he feels that if he's not scoring goals, then he's not doing his job, which, more rightly enough, is his job to score goals. But I think that hinders his decision-making. Yeah. And I think he's either... Snatched at shots far too quickly, or at positions where it's just stupidity. You should be looking for a pass instead. Um, but you can't deny, uh, deny the fact that he's part of the team. Thirty-seven goals. I mean, we would never get that anywhere else. And if you think of that for the league, I mean, you you worry whereabouts in the league we would be if he didn't have that. So I think he's just got to sometimes go. Just know what. Just take your time. You the goals will come if you concentrate more and you don't be rash with your, with your chances and you don't just take shots when you shouldn't do I mean there was one where I can get the ball and he must be about 30 yards out and he just hit it and I think I hit a defender when yeah. there was clearly a pass going the other way so I, I think he needs to stop taking that kind of responsibility that it's only him that can score the goals because the rest of the team are about, have got ability to score goals Yeah, they, they, they obviously need to get in the positions themselves but 
sometimes if you're if he's dragging defenders away, that could be opening up some spaces that could help other midfielders to get in there, and it could be a pass he's playing rather than trying to take a shot. We we leave him so isolated though. Yeah, like we, we that the, the way we're playing is just he's he's struggling and kind of rightly so because there's no one near him, absolutely no one near him, and the way they played yesterday, I mean. <laughs> He struggled because the ball was immediately past him and and gone, and very rarely did we, if ever, slide a ball between the maybe the foot the centre half and the fullback for into space that he could run onto, and that's his game. Yeah, um, I mean. I found them to be very, very frustrating yesterday. I understand. I take both your points on. I mean, he is isolated and he will get frustrated. And I do think he has this sort of mental thing where if I'm not scoring the goals, then I'm not doing my job. But there was at least three or four opportunities yesterday where he literally, well, we all saw it, he kept snatching at shots and there was times when there was a a, a better run that was on and he would be looking to shoot. It was almost, to be honest, yesterday, every time he got the ball, he tried to get on his left foot so he could shoot. And that's... I get that because he is so isolated that this might be only my only opportunity, but he needs to be smarter than that. He's got 37, 37 goals, I think it is. 37 goals um, this season, and there's no denying that he's got quality, and there's no denying he's a great goal scorer, but he really needs to work on other aspects of his game if he really wants to be considered a top, top player. Brian, do you agree, disagree? I totally agree. There was times when it, it, he is a very frustrating player for all the good that he does in the big games. It's a very similar pattern where he is isolated, but you are, he's leading the line, you're relying on him to at the very least try and hold the ball up and look for other opportunities as opposed to having a shot. He doesn't do it, he's and he's failed in a lot of big games. I mean, there was a wee bit of debate on Twitter, 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 <laughs> where the uh, cross between Twitter and Tinder. Yeah, because and I'm going, I was about to say, Jinty there was having put a very good point up um, about his decision making and the, the runs that he makes. Um, there's a lack of Intelligence, I think, with him, um, and it was—he's—he's he's just a very frustrating player. He's—he's he's very much an instinct player. He goes on instinct, um, and you know that—that—that's a good thing and a bad thing. But I just feel that see if a new manager comes in, it, it will be—we'll—we'll we'll get to the manager in a moment. But if a new guy comes in, I think you'll have to sit him down and say, "Look, I want you to do this," which maybe Dyla hasn't done. Well, you can see there has been. I think there's been a definite improvement in Griffiths. Oh no, um, his fitness has improved. His overall, his overall game has improved. And by the way, I'm not getting at Griffiths. Griffiths is one of the guys who, as Kieran says, if, if we didn't have him this season, we'd be a hell of a lot worse off. But uh, you just get frustrated because, frankly, well, let's talk about Paddy Roberts, Patrick, Patrick Roberts, and. We're not going to sit here and over-analyse his miss like they tried to do. How do you think that, oh, you know, it's easier to score? No, well, it's not easy to score, because if it was easier to score, he would have fucking scored. <laughs> it's, it's a stupid statement. So we're not going to over-analyse that miss. What we will look at is his overall performance. Uh, I thought he was doing well up to that point. It, you know, there's no getting away. So he even admitted it himself. He probably won't miss a chance like that in the rest of his career. Yeah. However, it was relatively early on in the game. He should have had someone... You could see in his face he was done. I mean, that was him. He was so gutted by it. Um, but there was nobody there to put the arm around the shoulder and just kind of G him back up again. Or just give him the ball again and say, look, let's go, let's go again. He was he was just done. He came kind of back into the game a wee bit, but 
I think his head was away after that. I think pa- uh, Patrick Roberts uh, is, is a guy who, obviously, well, we don't know what's going to happen next season, but let's say... Let's say Dial is still on the job, right? He's going to struggle because he plays at such a high tempo and he's so intelligent that the rest of the players can't keep up with him at times. So when he's made, when he's beaten two or three players and he's going to a specific point, people know when to people need to know when to pull off, when to start the run, when to track back. And I, I just don't think we've got the, the players that aren't intelligent enough. Gary McKay, Steven, I know it's, he's obviously another wing, but guys like Gary McKay, Steven, and Scott Brown. Uh, when you tell them what to do and when to do it, they'll do it. Boom. No worries. But see, when they've got to rely on their own intelligence, um, when it comes to on the football field, you know some of the some of these players. I know I, I'm, I'm not just choosing those two, but some of these players lack. Obviously, but then chop and change doesn't help matters either. It does. See if you've got a different player every game. Then the other players like Griffiths, who plays a week in week out, he doesn't know at what point. So it's that player. So I need to remember to do this kind of run. Okay, no. Well, this week it's that player. So you've got to remember different, yeah. different, play, different styles of play of different players. Now we've got well, we've got a, a mix of nearly what six or seven that can play on either side of those two wings. So you're trying to remember all those combinations. It's, it is unfair. We've, we've highlighted it throughout the season the whole con- inconsistency of team selections has been a big, a big an issue on performances. I agree with that. That's an excellent point. What I don't understand is see sometimes see when it comes to team selections when you uh, you know chopping and changing. See if it's injuries or suspensions, fair enough. But sometimes Dyla has made changes when there's no need to. That's what I don't get. There's times when he's just I don't know, it's as if he's just changing it for the sake of changing it. And as you said, Kieran, and, and, you know, if you look at someone like a team like Leicester, Leicester have pretty much played the same, you know, 12 or 13 players, you know. Th- well, like, they've used a squad, but it's been the same 11 that have started most games when they're fit. They know how to play. They are a team. That's the same with Rangers to but, an extent but, as but, well. But, but the thing is, th- those players are the best players that they have. You know what I mean? Whereas we just have a lot of... We don't know players who are, are all pretty much the same level, and he's he, we've we have stockpiled especially midfielders. The the likes of Christie, Allen weren't weren't even on the bench yesterday, no. and these are some meant to be you know obviously Allen's a wee bit older, but these are meant to be bright talents, really good players that can't even get on the bench. <laughs> we've got seven subs. It, it's. Patrick, Patrick Roberts is undoubtedly, I mean, the, obviously he's brilliant, but his main attributes are his dribbling ability, which is fantastic, and his change of pace. His change of pace is frightening. That Essentially, pretty much the exact same as Messi, that's why there's so many comparisons with him. But that's what Messi's so good at. Messi can, very similar in that his change of pace and his dribbling, that's what destroys destroys centre halves or full backs he's running at but the thing is he didn't really bust a gut to get back at any point that I remember hey Patrick Roberts aye and he left Lustig very exposed it hello that's my that's what I was going to say yeah I also think Lustig was awful how dare for 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 Parts of for parts of the game, I, d- I did think he improved, and there was points where he d- he done well and, and and was sensible, and and showed showed his experience. But there were points that he just thought there, there was there was times when he when I was wondering where on earth he was. You you come to my home, I give you some warm tea, and you criticise Michael Lustig. No, look, in all, in all honesty, even as a, a staunch Michael Lustig fan, uh, 
we either Janko needs to come back and be the player he was before he got injured, where he was getting man of the match, man of the match performances. Uh, or Lustig either needs to become a centre half. I know a lot of people are against that. I think. I think he's got the intelligence for it. He plays for Sweden at centre half. I think he might be. If you say to him, look, you know, we're going to have Sviachenko and Croatia. Yozo, um, who you know, we don't know how fit he's going to be. I think uh, Lustig together would be actually. Oh, it would be, it'd be a handsome pair. It'd be a I bloody think, handsome. Lustig's done. Lustig's been done all season. Do you think he's just done as in yeah. for Celtic? He's, he's he's always injured. You can't get a decent run. He's of not games been. Out. He's pretty much. That's the thing. But then, so the, 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 now that he's been playing so poorly, he's had a real long run of games without being injured, and it's. That's but he's always struggling. I mean, yesterday it was embarrassing. You talk about football intelligence. This guy, who hasn't had a good game anyway, later on, I think it was maybe an extra time, he's made a run up the pitch and then couldn't get back when they were attacking, leaving it exposed. It was embarrassing to see him trying to limp back. Whereas if he had any brain in his head, he would have just held a position. Did I you see that point as well, sorry? Yeah, and, the was, no, and he kind of stopped and pointed to Sviachenko, like, mate, going to go on and do that. And Sviachenko came up, fair as he came over, he was close enough to get it. But Lustig didn't continue his run back. He kind of almost just gave up and went, I'm not waiting at the back, so he's going to get it clear and that's fine. I, it's me- and this is, again, an experienced player. He is our vice-captain, as far as I know. That's that's the worrying thing where these are the guys you're supposed to be relying on in games. Yeah, I mean that's <clears throat> he's probably one of our uh, sort of experienced players as it was. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I love I love Mikhail Lustig. Um, I would try and try him at centre half. I don't want him to go. Yeah, I w- no, I would I would give him a I would give him a try at centre half as well. Absolutely, but he's got the he's, for he's, it. He's, he's just not got the pace to be a modern a modern no, fullback. He's, 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 he's not. He's not. And we that has that is going to have to be addressed. He may maybe be worth trying at centre half. I think so. Does he want to. He might not want to. He'll do it. He's still. We might be thinking he should be centre half, and it might be a case of, well, if I'm not going to be playing right back, then I'll just go elsewhere because that's his position. Where's he going to go though? Uh, I think he'd, I think there's a good chance he'd get like uh, who knows where he'd go. But let's not, in fact, let's not even fucking think about that. Did Sweden qualify for the Euros? Yeah, right. they're in Ireland's group. Are they? Right, okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, going through that team, there's what Tierney, Svechenko, maybe Gordon, Gordon, um, the Goldmeister general, and the rest. Griffiths, you would keep Griffiths. No, I mean in terms of yesterday's performance. In terms of yesterday, yeah, Tierney, two, two, three, three players you would give pass marks to, I think. Rodgers when he come on as well. Rodgers done well when he come on. McGregor done okay McGregor when he come on. But look at that, starting eleven, three out of eleven is is a Um, great orange just song. In fact, we'll put that at the beginning. Down, down, down. Great. Um, Louis McCaffrey, you ran a poll from the ninety minute cynic. Uh, Twitter account, can you give us the results? Polemeister General. Polington Steel. <laughs> yeah. um, yes, we have started abusing this poll feature on uh, the Twitter box. Brian and Lou, I have to say, the Twitter, we, Twitter stuff has been excellent we, in the last couple of weeks. We love it. Yeah. It's been great. We absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, we have had uh, a total, it tells me here that we've had 729 votes. That's excellent. Which is an incredible amount of votes. Um, Thanks for everyone who took part. Yeah, let's no, be honest. Thank you. No, terrific. Um, Did Erin vote? Yes. 
Shit. I don't know. I, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, I didn't. You didn't vote in our poll? No. Jesus. I've been working all day. I'm not leaving my phones in my box. In my out work. That's the really poll finished at 7 o'clock. hard, unlike some oh, others. Right. Back to the poll. What <laughs> was that? Who's <laughs> <laughs> um, not WhatsApp all day? Oh, he's... How do you know if you're at work and not allowed to change ah. your phone? <laughs> <laughs> I've got like 67 pages to read and then I go when I leave work I'm going to have 120. Right. Very good. So the podcast poll was uh, Ronnie Dyla, should he stay or should he go? Uh, you had four options. The options were sack him today, sack him in the summer, uh, another chance at Europe, meaning let him see if he can get qualified for the Champions League um, or give him at least another season what were the uh, um, percentages who, who could, what was the what was the top answer top answer was sack him today with uh, 56% of the votes that's, that's crazy that's a huge amount um Next was sack him in the summer, i.e. after the remaining five league games, which is 36%. Um, interestingly, another chance at the Champions League qualification was 2%, but at least another season was 6%. So it seems to be, you know, sack him or stick with him. Aye, <coughs> it um, seems to be, yeah. But, like, obviously, <laughs> like, the substantial amount, what, 92%, said sack him so it's pure honour but thanks for getting involved yep yeah thanks again at, at 90 Minute Cynic on Twitter uh, we're really up in our Twitter game and that that, that vote will be very, very telling come home game on Saturday Sunday even well that's an interesting fact uh, although it's a 3 o'clock on a Sunday kickoff. I wasn't finished I wasn't finished sorry I wasn't finished I don't understand it none of the last 5 games are on a Saturday well I'll tell you I won Hearts away it's a half 12 on a Saturday all, uh, all three home games are not uh, a Saturday. But they're all on TV. No, they won't be. No, they are. The, no, the, the, game, the game on Sunday's on TV. No. Ah, it is. No. <laughs> it is. It is. We were WhatsApping about it earlier on, Keonky. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, my, my point would be is, it, so we're now at the kind of idea of like thinking, we've got lots of questions, so we'll, we'll get to that at one point. Um, but Ronnie Dyler... Uh, I'm going to have to come out publicly and say handheld high as I look at my signed framed Ronnie Dyla print that's only been up for a fucking week. <laughs> and you paid a hundred notes for it. Shut up! <laughs> it was for charity. What a dick. Don't get drunk and go to a charity event and then just hear... Ugh. Which is kind of slant, just hanging on the neon no more. Did anyone else bid for it? Next week? I was like, nope. No. <laughs> no. Can no. I have a hundred pound? You're like, yep. They, sold. <laughs> they started the bidding at five hundred. <laughs> so, so what happened was, I was at. Cha- I'm, I'm going. I'll quickly tell the story. I was at a charity event, and uh, they were given. So the first there was like lots of different. Um, it was for the John Hartson Foundation. So the first thing was a signed Henrik Larsson top, which went for about four grand. Um, and it was literally a case of, can I get £100 for this? And it was like, boom, 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 right? Uh, and then it was a signed Barry Ferguson top, which went for, you know, a couple of grand. Not as much as Larsson's, but... Um, and then after that, there was one or two other wee things. And then Ronnie Dyla pr- print came out. And uh, the guy who was doing the, the, the promo, Billy Kirkwood, um, went, Ronnie, D- I don't even know, who is this? And everyone started laughing. Uh, and someone, uh, they went, oh, we'll, we'll sell this. Uh, can we start the build- bidding at £100? But before that happened, people were like, were making jokes. Like, oh, who fucking news Ronnie Dial and all that, and laughing and all this. And I turned to my cousin and I went, 
I'm going to have friends on that. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so he went £100, and I literally jumped up and went, shouted, boom. I went, boom, there you go, here's your £100. Sat back down, looked like a total arsehole, but I got the print. <laughs> but so <laughs> the thing is, uh, I was telling, no one can, do well, you know what? We'll have to put a picture of some of the things so people can know. Uh, it's been up for a week, and uh, every time you straighten it and you turn your back to look at it, it goes wonky, which I don't know if that's a sign of... It promises so much, but just does, does. not deliver. Uh, anyway, Ronnie Dyla, I'm off the bus. Um, I like Ronnie Dyla. I think he's got a great philosophy on football. Um, I just don't think he's been able to make it work at Celtic. I don't think he's going to be able to get it work. I'd also say that anyone who had... Uh, anyone who was still kind of backing him after Sunday's... Just the performance of just broken football team that is what it looked like um, just such a turgid performance uh, I think anyone who had sort of any goodwill for him other than Christian Wolf um, won't be backing him anymore I think I think the majority are now behind him Brian you're off the bus I was oh, for fuck's sake <laughs> yesterday and now I'm I don't know what I don't gen, do you know I like him so much and I like I would love him to work we've all said that love it to work the issue I have is I think he's been really let down by the senior players. If you look at what he's done when I was looking at it objectively today, there's been real improvements in certain players. He has developed players. He's given like Tierney a chance and stuff like that. Griffiths, Griffiths improved. Yeah. Beaton's improved. Rogic's improved. Um, McGregor. I think the younger players buy into it and they get it and they, they try to execute it. I think he's been massively let down by the likes of Brown and Commons and Mulgrew and Lustig um, the players he's brought Sviatchenko seems to get it he's been brought in he's come out and said he's totally behind Dyla which I think he has to do anyway but see when he scored yesterday like that a, passion like, like a salmon aye <laughs> after his salmon like leap but the passion was phenomenal that's a guy who's just in the door um, Ronnie was brought in as part of a development plan for Celtic, which I think starting at the youth squad with a tie-up with St. Anines and Kirk and Tillett, which is apparently phenomenal and working really well, and we'll get the benefit of that in a few years' time. Um, he's bringing in younger players, because it dawned on me today we're getting the young Norwegian coming in in the summer. Ah, yeah. Um, Although that deal could technically fall through at any time in terms of if Celtic don't want... It's only a pre-contract. So, or, or actually, have we signed Oh, no, we signed them. Oh, no, we signed them. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, so that's... Apologies. He's coming in in the summer. Um, Janko will be back. We've got Tierney. We'll Eric Simunovic. Um, maybe bring back Henderson. You've got Christie. Allen. You've got players he's brought in. And I'm not convinced Celtic will get rid of Ronnie Dial. I think he's he's goodwill with the fans is gone. Um, but I mean, how but how, how sustainable is that? I mean, I mean, picture this: we beat, we beat. Let, let's just put this scenario in place. We defeat Aberdeen uh, to win the title at Parkhead. Um, I mean, given being given the trophy, you're obviously always going to cheer Celtic winning a trophy, and I, I, of course, anything Celtic do positive, we're going to cheer it and stuff. But there will be a lot of. of Protest. It could be the first time you'll see someone lift a trophy and not everyone cheering for well, it. Last year was I mean? the same. Last year's trophy presentation um, or winning the league was really flat. It was. It, I don't know why, but it was just really dull. This season, I think, will be even worse. I think there's going to be literally protest booze. 
Um, what do you think, Louis? You, you back on board? <laughs> back on board? No, no. No. Um, no, no, yeah, so the dialer thoughts. I think it, it was just I such mean, after yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yesterday's performance, the way we um, allowed Rangers to to absolutely dominate us, uh, control the game, boss the game. You know, they played the way that he said we would play. And to allow them as the, you know, going to be champions of Scotland for the for the fifth time in a row, to, to allow a championship team to dominate possession the way we did... I think is the biggest slap in the face to dial of Dyla's reign overall, and it it's uh, that for me speaks volumes about where we are right now in terms of a team. We're not a team. We're not cohesive. We don't have a. There's no passion or desire in that team. He is not being able to communicate it. Um, we are rudderless at this point. I think uh, we, I, we lack a rudder. I, I agree with Brian. I think there's a lot of good young talent there. That if if you didn't have the the politics of a dressing room and the the kind of contracts to adhere to and things like that, if you could just walk in there and and just say leave. This is what's happening. These are the players that I want in this team. If you had someone that had the balls to do that, it might be different. But he doesn't have have the balls to do that. If you got someone, God forbid, if you got Neil Lennon back, <gasps> Neil Lennon back, Neil Lennon would not. He would not be take bringing in the likes of Yanko. Commons would be back in the first team. All, so would all, Grew, yeah, So would Stokes. Exactly. Go go with the tried and tested. See for these last five league games. See if he continues to play with those established players. What is the point? What is the point in that man? But that's see, that was my point. We we were having WhatsApp chat, WhatsApp chat yesterday, and uh, we were talking about who would you get rid of, who would you keep, and um, uh, people keep saying, "Oh, we need to keep some experience." Do we? Because see, the experience, the experience is where we've been let down. Yeah, the experienced yeah. players are. So I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. And Kieran, I'm going to come to you for your thoughts on Ronnie Dyla. Um, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. What's the point of having experience if experience continually lets you down? I would rather look. Let's get these young players experience. Yeah, and and that's the thing. What, the, we, we, when was the last time that we really learned anything about any of our players other than Tierney? Tierney's came in. We've given him a, given him a chance, and we've learned that we can trust him, and he's a really good young player. No one else will be actually learning about. Roberts is a different scenario because he's no hours and he's gonna leave. He might even leave before the before the end of next season. If I was him, I would be begging Man City to take me back. No chance I'd be sticking around. But you get more of a but chance here than at, at, at Manchester City. They're going to spend I, pure hunters of money. But but maybe Pep will like him. But one of the telling things yesterday, and I think we'll all agree with it. It was warbling pre-game. When he was being challenged, you know, you don't have much experience in this team. Your players have never played at this level in front of this type of fan uh, base. What are you going to do about it? And he said, "This is how you get experience. This is it. We throw. We're, we're going to put them in, and we'll see what they're made of." Yeah. And they stood up to it. Tierney is an absolute case in point. The boy was magnificent. Phenomenal. Yesterday. Imagine. I, I, sorry, I jump. In. I said to Kieran, "Hi, Kieran." 
Uh, I said to him yesterday, um, can you imagine if that was Izagiri at left back? We would have been ripped to shreds. There was at one point Tierney made, I think, at least three or four, like, super, I can't believe I'm using the phrase super, super important tackles. (laughs) Like, super important. Um, So many, like, clear and important tackles within the space of, like, five or ten minutes. And you just think to yourself... Christ, what happens if he wasn't playing? Yeah, and he was solid with it as well. And that's where, if you look at somebody like Aaron Ramsey, who was made Wales captain at, what, 21, 22? Um, and even going back to the Man United days of, you know, you, you don't want anything with kids. You do, if you give them an opportunity and you believe in them. I think that's what, if Dyla goes, a lot of the players in that dressing room should be hanging their heads in shame because a lot of this is their fault. If Dyla doesn't go, there's go- going to have to be major upheaval in there, and that means getting rid of all those experienced players. Well, we we can come to that. Kieran, thoughts on Dial and how yesterday affects his future? I think it affects it hugely because he's literally now, as the poll shown, he's now lost the fans. Yeah. Now the pressure's now going to be even huge on the team because they're now going to have to perform. See if it comes to Sunday and it's now not half time. It is going to be deafening the booze. Yeah. And it's really going to affect... The, it has to affect the players. The fact that the players need to take, take responsibility on their shoulders and go out and perform this Sunday and show that, no, we are part of the, We are this team and we understand what Dyer wants. The whole thing about how they're not, not seem to be doing what Dyer wants, you can kind of wonder... It's not a... Um, it's not the fact that he's... It's not a language barrier issue because he speaks very good English. Um, I, I mean, is it coming down to the fact of are the players that thick they don't understand what, what, what you say? I mean, it's like... <laughs> I mean, honestly, if these if Dyla's sitting there and saying, this is the way I want you to play, this is how I want you to do, and they don't do it, do they just not understand the whole kind of philosophy of playing football? And it's... Uh, like we said, it's not tough. Yeah. Rangers showed that it can be... You do the simple things, you do it right... It works well. Yeah, triangles. It's not, it's all not, about triangles. Why, when they're not doing it, you've got to understand. And you're now getting at a stage where some of the, like we said, some of the players don't look interested. They look like they're actually fed up with dialect. And sometimes, I mean, I don't ever think this was the case. Some of the players might have played poorly yesterday on purpose because they've possibly known and caught the feedback that he loses that game, he's out. Yeah. Um, th- there was I've seen sort of kind of tweets on and I'm, this, I'm alluding to a point that I want this guy and I'm pointing at Louis McCaffrey to, to have an opinion on right. uh, Louis McKay um, someone alluded to on Twitter and a couple of people actually kind of commented on it that Lennon was telling people I don't know how true this is right Lennon was telling people that Dial has lost the dressing room right so again this is just maybe maybe Lennon's been overheard at a pub maybe maybe it's complete bullshit Right? Swell bombing in. Sorry. Um, point being, Louis, do you think there is a bit of a conspiracy against them in terms of Commons Mulgrew thingy? Do you think that they would be that snidey and band together and try to get them out in a sort of coup d'etat? Uh, I, I don't know if they would, but I think they, I think they think they are, I, I think they think they are more important than him. I, I I definitely see it. I I I think he looks weak, and I I think the players see him as weak. Yeah, I don't I don't think he can motivate them. I don't think he he, he gets them going. 
Um, he may, we don't know what he's like in preparation for games. We don't know how much detail he goes into or how 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 in-depth his instructions are to each individual player. We just don't know. So it's it's unfair to to kind of gossip about it. We, we don't have a clue. But he... He looks weak. He I agree lo- with that. He looks I weak when, he, when he's on the, on the sidelines, even shouting instructions. And I don't think that the players respect him. I think some players do. But I think there's many players, the likes of your established ones from Lennon's era don't respect him enough and don't see him as that would they if Lennon was in that position would they be the same I don't think they would but oh. definitely because Lennon's got a very fiery character and is the kind of one where if you don't cross him he'll let you know about it like yeah Dialad does look very very soft but however there is one wee point there is one wee thing that he's doing which that is definitely going to have a bit of a kind of backlash from Commons is now been on that bench now for the last five games and not once has got off off the bench and played in the game. So you've got to, and that that takes in obviously yesterday's game, it takes in the Dundee game where we were struggling to get well we withdrew, we were struggling. He must be deep down I mean it may even be vocal about it today, I go, do you know what? I'm a good enough player that I could be on there and make a change, make a difference to that team and possibly in that game. You're not putting me on. Um I think he he could be a quite a kind of a catalyst for something yeah. going on, and he's obviously very popular with Lennon. So if Lennon's kind of spouting off this, yeah, thing, that's that's the point. Getting it from Collins, yeah. Look, but, sorry, I was going to say quite as well. The point, but the, but the thing is that the cards are now strongly in dire because that's Forrest gone. His contract's not been renewed. Charlie uh, Mulgrew's ends at the end of the season. They're, they're all going to offer him one. They think they're going to offer him, but the, then that means he's that that, that means then the the, the border controlling the team. They're controlling who stays with the who stays. Maybe let, maybe maybe Dyla likes Mulgrew though. I mean, I don't fucking know why, but maybe he does. I mean, you, you know, just because Commons and Mulgrew are pally outside of football and they, they seem to get on doesn't necessarily mean the the, the CITI and everything. Um, great comments from the freight train. We're now calling them the freight train, by the way, just so you're aware. Right. Um, Yesterday at the, I don't know if you heard same. it in the pub. I was in the house watching the game, um, but half time. They were analysing the game and uh, they asked Lennon, what do you do to change this? Bring Commons on, was his answer. Um, and I burst out laughing because that it then harked back to that's what that's what we could be getting. You know, that Commons starting every game, bringing Stokes back. Um, you know, there was no real, any other real insight from Lennon other than bring Commons on. You know, it was nothing to do with the shape or... Yeah, I mean that's the thing. You know, I know we all feel strongly about you know Chris Commons should be moved on. Uh, Chris Commons is a guy who does split the, the support. Um, a lot of a lot of my friends, uh, one guy, um, he likes Commons. Uh, you put a, to- a poll out during the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah the tell week. us about that poll, Louis, Louis, Louis. <laughs> tell us about that poll. It was like Monday or Tuesday or something, but vast majority didn't want Commons starting. He looks genuinely thing. I mean, the, 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 point, the, the point is, he uh, he's a very divisive guy, but I would think that most people would say, you know what, Commons, great player in his day, but his time's been and gone. Uh, someone in work, uh, Adam, uh, one of uh, Cairn's friends and one of my work colleagues, I would call him my friend, um, he said yesterday, I'm only joking, um, he said yesterday, uh, sorry, this morning, like, I mean, why didn't he bring Commons on? And I went, well, why, why bring Commons on? He's like, he's our best player. Why is he our best player? Because he shoots a lot. 
No, that, no, that's you know that it's it's not a necessary. It's, he's nailed it on. He does shoot a lot, but he shoots too much to the point where you know for every ten opportunities he has, he'll score one, and that's not a good ratio. And in games, I mean, don't get me wrong, he did score the one last year as well, which was quite a good goal. Um, and I, I, Commons has qualities. There's no doubt about it. But I want to move away from from that. Um, I just want to move away to a younger generation, and next the new generation. Commons has lost so much pace. Well, it didn't really have any pace to start with, but he's so slow nowadays. Uh, I think there's a selfish streak running through his, you know, his back, and it's not not necessarily. Really what he's shown that Dyla is actually now not going to. Is not wanting to go down the roads of Commons, like you said. He didn't come on yesterday. Yeah, yeah. The same with Stokes before he got punted. Mm-hmm. Like. Had him on the bench didn't, and stuff. Didn't and start him like you said. You th- you had a kind of small feeling that you might actually go back to the kind of whole tried and tested and bring in Commons and Forest. Um, I, th- I, 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 I actually thought I'd have started Commons yesterday, but for the reason that in that game, I think from the start you need someone with experience. And to be fair to Commons, he's relatively composed in games. There, there's no um, doubt he's got. He's as I say, there's no doubt he's got qualities. But what was he's not the, the answer. He's not the future. Yeah, exactly, Brian. Was it, who should start at number ten? <laughs> no, I, it was I, whether Chris Common should start. That. Should you start? Well, what, Chris what, was the, what was the answer to that one? Well, the, the, We're pulled it or not? To I be know. <laughs> <laughs> um, who should start in number ten for Celtic? This was the, last week in the game. Um, well, it was Saturday night before the game. But anyway, so it was last week. Um, <laughs> you know, it was well, so pedantic. Um, Everyone's an asshole. Didn't so it? the options were uh, Tam Raquel Mirodic, uh, Chris Lim Commons. Stephen Highpress Johansson or Scott M.I.A. Allen. Right, so you um, clearly came up with this poll and you just wanted to, yeah. <laughs> to see um, how clever I am. Tam, Tam Rogic got, uh, he was the, he, he got the most votes. Uh, there was 118 votes. He got 48%. How many did Johansson get? Johansson got 28. He was the next. Uh, then it was Commons with 15 and then Scott Allen with 8. That might coincide with Scott Allen was in anyway, so he couldn't have played. Is he? Is he? I mentioned. Was it a diabetes thing again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Armstrong and Christie playing in the development team today. Um, I don't know what the score was. They I won 1 0. They won 1 0. Uh, yeah, um, we've got some questions. Let's get some questions. Let's get some questions from Brian. Welcome back, Brian. Where have you been? Where have you been? Uh, okay. Right, we do have quite a lot of questions, so I'll try and kind of get through them. Um, <laughs> I just start now then. <laughs> uh, okay, so you and MCF uh, at Ouijian, uh, he's a he tweets quite a lot into us. It's always good to hear from him. Uh, why is uh, he's this one's just more of a statement? Why is Ronnie Dyla not capable of seeing Tam Rogic should start over Johansson and that Scott Brown is done? Um, I think we'd all agree with that. We probably both those statements. Uh, yeah, although I, I think Johansson should start, just not in. So you should start ahead of Brown, basically. Or Beaton. Um, What do you think, uh, what what would you do with Brown? I know, let's not dwell on this, but what would you do with Brown? Somebody made a great point today, I can't remember who it was, but they said do... Probably me. It was Jinty, I think. I think it was Jinty, Tom Boyd. Like, what they did with Tom Boyd. Yeah, kind of eased him out. Club captain. Club captain, but... They eased him out. You phased him out, Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what you need to do with Scott Brown. Uh, okay, yeah, he also makes the, another comment. Is it possible t- for Lustig to leave any more space at the back? He's been doing that since Malmo. I think we'll all agree that, that Lustig isn't the player he was and that even as a staunch Lustig fan, 
Uh, no, we can't see it. Needs to stay. Um, why are so many missing the real problem at Parkhead? Um, it's all for the same guy. Yeah, he's right. just sent in three tweets. Uh, Dermot Desmond and Peter Lawwell. It's an interesting, an interesting one. There's a lot of hatred towards Peter Lawwell um, coming out. Uh, don't necessarily understand a lot of it. Um, myself, uh, things could be better. Of course they could. But, you know, Lawwell appointed Ronnie Dyler. Um, Ronnie Dyla was a left field appointment, but he was an appointment that was welcomed by most people. A lot of people saw it as a, for, a very much a forward thinking appointment. Um, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. I guess if you if he wants to, if if the rumor is that if Dyla goes and Lawwell goes and he falls on his sword, then a lot of people will be happy. So a lot of people probably want Dyla to go now. Um, then we'll get Roy Keenan and everything will be fine. So I, I, like you say, I don't understand the abuse that Peter Lawwell gets. Or Desmond, I mean, I don't know, what, what are people expecting Dermot Desmond to do? He's, you know, major shareholder, he, Wiped you know, the, the, the club are in good uh, financial footing, clearly we could be doing through more. A, through a different time, through a quagmire, some would say. Right, it's <laughs> been, I mean, in terms of what's happened to Scottish football in the past four years, it's been difficult, it's a totally different environment for everybody, we've survived it, we've you know, done well in terms of the likes of Wendy Rangers Hammer. are finally here to save us all, thank God. <laughs> Jesus. Um, made, I th- I th- the main problem at Celtic is the scouting side. And this, I get development, totally get it, but you can't just keep wasting money in a whole stream of players and hoping one of them come good. Mainly strikers. Let's be honest. Mainly shit strikers. I mean, well, the problem I've got just now, we've got about 90 midfielders and three what? strikers. The Skep will be coming back, though, I know. I'm, st- I'm still behind the Skep. I'm still, I'm Skeptastic. And Shifty, the n- Nadir. Um, the, but, the, but the thing is, that, like, Brian's absolutely right. It, it, it's, it has been a difficult time and we've had to, you know, be very try and be prudent and try and find really new res- revenue streams yep, look at our finances and things like that but the gap between the two t- to between the two playing squads should be huge uh, I'm uh, off the field yes we're, we're in great shape but on the pitch terrible yeah and so we should be absolutely night and day Ten years ahead of them, and yet they have managed to put a team together in a year. It's only one game, Louis. It is only one game, but I think that game. Do you think they'll challenge us next year for the title? I, th- I think they'll challenge. I. I, I don't think they'll challenge I for don't the think title next year. If he brings it, he needs at least another what seven or eight players to complement what he has. That's on the basis that all of those players stay. Um, they got the day yesterday, um, but you need to maintain. Consistently, this is a team that lost the bloody race. Look at Hearts. And sorry, look at Hearts' performance this year. But they're not twenty points behind Aberdeen. What? Hearts are at twenty points behind. No, Aberdeen. no, they're not. They could go into second if they win no, the game. Couldn't. Aye. Hearts. Right, Hearts appear before, to be twenty points behind Aberdeen. <laughs> see before the Friday night game, there were twelve points behind Aberdeen. Right, I knew there was that, a lot of points involved. Nine, right. in and then if we beat them. So if we beat Aberdeen, if we beat Aberdeen and they so win eight points, and obviously there's a, the games are in between each other. I mean, Hearts could come very, very close. So they're not quite directly challenges, but the gap is very, very close than what you'd expect. Yeah, team has just been promoted. But I this th- is th- teams th- are more consistent against the other teams, and that was also the issue previously, where 
all the other teams used to, like Aberdeen, Hearts, and would whoever was challenged, would lose stupid points. To be fair, Whereas Aberdeen now, have lost stupid points this season because they've beat us twice, which they didn't do last season, and they've dropped stupid points. Well, they went, they uh, but have. they're, they're consistent. Six-game defeat. Role. Yeah. Last uh, year and this year, Aberdeen have maintained a level of consistency that they haven't had since God knows when. Hearts have done the same this year. They've been, they've lost games. Um, but they've been pretty consistent. Yeah, no, I agree. But the thing is, Kieran, see when uh, when Hearts went into administration and they had that big uh, gap, you know, the sorry, the the, the, the points uh, deduction, like you know, they, they they bred youngsters, they they put them in, they were like, well, we're fucked anyway, and they almost actually survived. You know, that's where Patterson got his, his chance, and uh, and King got his chance there as well, and a few other guys. The point is, Hearts have got a structure, and they've had a structure, and they've had a plan from the get go. Rangers don't seem to have a plan; they seem to be hip hopping and jip jiving from that, one side to another. Should have done. This four Aye, years blew, ago, we fucking blew it. We we we, ago, we we had an opportunity and we blew it. And the wor- the worrying is Celtic uh, Lennon left because apparently the board didn't match his ambition. Lennon's ambition for Celtic should have been, you know, how do I get us ten years ahead? Not, you know, throwing money at what he would consider established players and stuff. It's bringing youngsters in, believing in them and developing them. He never done it. This is a guy who went in Bolton and bought bloody good Johnson and Heskey. I know. So it's, 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 you make an excellent point. Um, Louis McCaffrey at Lyle Davidson at Lyle Davidson FJ. He's a tweeter who tweets into us. Uh, after the weekend, any players? Any players? After the weekend, any players you now don't believe have a future at Celtic? If we are to move forward, he says, "I'm at. Give me, give me three. Give me who are your top three players that you would move on." Gary, he says, Gary McKee, He mentions two, but I'm looking for three from you, Louis. That's one, two, three. Um, he says, Gary McKay, Stephen, and Mikhail Lustig. Who would you I'd be easier telling you the three players I want to stay. <laughs> I want to keep. Christy, <laughs> Alan, and uh, no, Players that would need to go... Who, uh, who would be the... Fo- like, off the well, top of your head? Apart from the obvious. Whose question is that? Whose question? No, but I'm just saying... Well, we're all going to say Collins and Collins will go up, but why not say, apart aye, from aye, the aye, obvious, aye, maybe aye. something else a bit more left field that you and I'll tell you I'll go left field if you want. I'll be honest, he's, he's actually made this uh, question really exciting. And that's why we call him yep. the freight train, because he brings excitement. Yep. Uh, so other than Commons and Mulgrew and the usual sort of thing, you're obviously keeping Cole, because he's a great, he's a, he seems like a really sound guy. He seems to well, I walk. just want him to... Just you want him. You, you want him to walk, walk. You want him to work for Celtic TV, don't you? <laughs> That's, oh, that'd be your dream job. That'd be great, man. <laughs> anyway, go on. Go on. Uh, he could be a tour guide. Oh Jesus Christ! Barkhead. Um He's walking about. <laughs> I get it now. It's good. Get me. Um, I think. Oh God, they're they're so glaringly obvious. Uh, um, who would be your top ones to leave? Like one, two, three. Top of your list because we we need to clear out. There's no doubt about it. But who would be your top three? Or do you know what? Let's just make a fucking one. I've just tried. <laughs> let's just make a one. Who's your number one target to leave Parkhead? Who do you think is not good enough for Celtic? See before he says that, who we all agree are definitely like Mulgrew, Commons, Brown, Stokes, Stokes, Forrest. Lustig, no, Forrest. I don't agree with Lustig. I really not don't. Lustig, no. On, on a. F- Purely footballing. I don't. I, I. I genuinely don't. I think he gets way too much flack. I don't think he's had a great season, but I think he gets way too much. Flag. I don't. I don't. Can I change a question? Lyle's taking time. Lyle, while having a bomb scare the other day, we're having a boyata. See, rather that was another poll we done during the week. Bomb scare defenders. See, rather than don't get the results. See, rather than players we want to leave, players we don't want in the starting eleven again. How about that? <laughs> Lustig would be one. Shut up! I would have him in the starting eleven every <laughs> fucking week. Aye. Lustig, 
Brown. Kai Stevens or another one? Aye. I'd say my Kai Stevens. Nah, play him with, play him with the right role in um, Louis, what are you doing with this question? You've completely mangled it. Do you want out? Let's put, okay, we'll put the ejector on that. Lyle, um, Boyata, get him away from Ellen. Uh, after yesterday, you're looking at FAM, he's sitting on the bench like, ah, yeah, not so bad now, hey guys, hey, what about uh, me? He's been, he's always like this. You think he's, I think Hearts, or there was a recent game we played okay because he didn't have to do anything other Why is he trying to do a Cruyff turn when he's the last he, man he with Kenny Miller at his back? He can't pass. I think he was he's high. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He, and it is a worry where. If Ambrose should be ahead of him in the pecking order. Just so well, Lou McCaffrey's comments do not represent the 90 minutes in Edgar Chris Gala. Um, yeah, okay, so Lyle, I hope that answered your question. <laughs> Lyle, do you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll probably look at that in more detail over the sort of, the sort of summer. <laughs> How many times have we said that? We'll I answer know. that question and that will go in there. Um, but any players you don't believe have a future at Celtic if we were to move forward, I do think that, I think Gary mckay Stevens get more of a future than, say, Commons. Stuart Armstrong. Stuart Armstrong, suck it and shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's a substantial number of players I think that should be shipped out, and there is there is probably arguably a substantial number of players that should be given an opportunity. Um, it's as I said earlier, it's you have to have a manager who's going to have the guts to actually be bold enough to do it, and you also have to have a support that. Is going to back it, and that's, of, that's of a real, real worry. If the support don't buy into it, then there's no point. I think the support bought into Ronnie Dial at first. He said all the right things. He made it clear what exactly what he wanted. He set down targets. It was that Dundee United game. Remember? Oh, this is amazing. Do you know what we're using that like Derek's first twenty fucking minutes? Um, the, the other thing as well. Now we're going coming towards an issue with his uh, financial season ticket renewals. Yeah. See if they are still in the char- still in charge when it comes to the deadline day for renewals. They could have. They could take a very big hit. On top of them probably increasing this year as well. I know with the old, the old firm. Sorry, there is no old firm. You sorry. Don't stop swelling. And then if you don't, then if the whole threat of Champions League, the fat falls through as well. Then the whole threat of the Champions. <laughs> what are we getting invaded by the Champions League? <laughs> the threat of not. I was not actually. Champions League madness. No, no, no. We're not going to qualify. Can you, ma- can you imagine the fan madness if we qualify for the Champions League? <laughs> We're not swearing yeah, and stuff. Running about the streets. That's yeah. not going to happen. Ginty with a hard G. Uh, Overthink. Gents. Gents. Gentarino. Gint- we agree that's Ginty. I don't know what his name is. I think it's Ginty. Over 33 shots, how many were actually mislaid passes from Scott Brown? Boom, boom. Boom. Uh, JB at James and Jules. Uh, Ronnie out seems a given. This is quite an interesting one. Who would the Cynics go for and what style of play does that manager bring? Well, instantly yesterday when we, myself and Kieran were in the, in the pub, you were there, Louis, as well, along with your lovely fiancé, um, we said Steve Clark. Uh, Steve Clark would be my choice. It's not a sexy appointment, but he is a technically excellent coach. He develops young players. He's had experience. Uh, he was unluckily sacked. Um, harshly sacked, sorry, from from Reading at the start of the season. Uh, he's m- managed at you know the Premier League. Uh, he worked with Mourinho at Chelsea. He's a, and this is the other thing about Steve Clark. He's a massive Celtic fan. He's a massive Celtic fan, and he said his dream would be basically to. And we'll bring the point that you're going to make here. Then uh, he he would be. A, he said I think what he said was he'd walk over hot coals to be manager of Celtic. So he clearly would love the job, Kieran. But he's but the, however he's not the top twelve odds. 
But I just I don't think I don't think we'll go for him is the point, but I think it's a sad state of affairs. Oz is David Moyes. That, that, I still I don't get the Moyes thing. He's I mean I've said it since he got the my new job. He's he's a very, very overrated manager. It's since been proven with his last two jobs. I don't know what the big clamber for David Moyes is. He wouldn't play football that's a something that would excite us. He's no record of success in any way whatsoever. He got Everton into the Champions League. Now they went out to Villarreal in the, the final qualifier. That come on, that's that's a bit special. Getting getting Everton to they, they finished fourth with Everton at a time when uh, English football was very dominated by Wait, Manchester so got and Chelsea. A bit of. Look, he wouldn't be my choice either, but you can't say he's not done anything in football. That's a bit silly. Brian, you're, letting, you're embarrassing yourself there a wee bit. That's not you? what I said. I said it he doesn't like have a record of success. Kieran, who, what, tell us who the other guys are. Who are the... That's a question for the, for the Twitter. Kieran, Kieran uh, you, can you, you just thingy your... Uh, the bottom of your thing. Play my mic. That's it, that's your thing there. Thingy the bottom of your thing. Shut up. It's far too tight. Um, so you've got David Moyes, then it's Neil Lennon, Owen Coyle, Roy Keane, Jesus Michael O'Neill, Alan Stubbs, Henrik Larson, Malky Mackay, Brendan Rodgers, Paul Hartley, Paul Lambert and Matt O'Neill as your 12 managers, ranging from odds of 60. My God, who would you choose out of that? The only one out of that I would maybe consider would be Rogers, but he's—it seems like his—he needs a long time. But Liverpool was quite—it was nearly two years before he tried to get his thing. So he would need time. Are we what? I think anyone, anyone's going to need time. Ah, of course, but more fans give to the Michael O'Neill is a scary name. I find well, he's already convinced he's already not—he's not to back. He's signed it, it, for another two two that, years with Northern Ireland. That's just maybe to get. You know, it's purely because well, he has taken Northern Ireland from 129s to something like 26 now. But he's only won like was it eight games? Or it was, something? A, it was like, a, it's, a very it's a crazy start. If you compare Scotland's qualifying group, we said this a thousand times. If you compare Scotland's qualifying group with Northern Ireland's qualifying group, Scotland become, would have qualified. If he becomes Celtic manager, this podcast will not record until he is gone. Jesus, that's a bold statement from Louis. Uh, just made the decision for all of us, all of the shareholders. <laughs> yep, I would take uh, Brendan Rodgers for that list, but that'd be it. My shout. If, 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 sorry to jump dingy If uh, Malky Mackay wasn't a racist I would take Malky Mackay But he is a racist really? Last show would be Robbie Nielsen What? what? I, I like Robbie Nielsen I just don't see, it's, 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 I, it's, No Because you're, you're not going to get that. I would say The majority of that list Would knock us back you're not going to get David Moyes. You're certainly never going to get Brendan Rodgers. Neil Lennon, Owen Coyle, Alan right, Stubbs. It's not a case Larson, of not going to get. Do you actually want them? Knock us I mean, back. I don't. I don't want them. But I don't. I, Owen Coyle wouldn't. N- Neil Lennon. Owen Coyle's managing in America just now. I think God I mean, knows what he's doing. Or they're probably. not doing very well, as we found out when we. And Coyle's just hopeless. There's the ha- before Dial. Obviously, we put some Someone articles together. Yeah. For the Thomas Tuchel was was my choice when he was free. Ninety That excellent punt. Um, Lucien Favre would be a great would be I a had, great manager. I think Paul Clement. I had who got harshly sacked by Derby. Um, 
he's I, I, you know guys like Clement and you know look at Alex Neal now people would turn around and say I wish we'd got Alex Neal but see if Celtic had appointed the Hamilton Aki's manager at that point there would have been fucking outrage I mean yeah. I remember the, the outrage when we were signing Lee Griffiths Lee Griffiths oh that's downsizing that's terrible that's, now he's an absolute superstar fans are fickle and so all fans care about on the park is what's happening on the park so if we but whoever comes in really needs to hit the ground I running. think the worry is now that if Celtic do get rid of Ronnie Dyla I think only a recognised name yeah. is going to appease the fans they can't they won't accept and, uh, another uh, Ronnie Dyla type which, which is actually pretty sad Um and who who's out there? It's, it'd be very difficult to get something. Almost impossible to get someone from the Premiership uh, or Premier League in England. Um, Championship. There's probably a couple of decent managers down there. I know Sean, Sean Dyche has been. I don't, I don't, about. I don't like him. He's an arsehole. Um, he's an absolute arsehole. But he's getting a level of success. So You've got so <laughs> the boy at um, Middlesbrough. Kananka, former, former Real Madrid, yeah. central defender, Matt Kananka. Um, but would you get anyone from there? Don't think so. So you're probably looking at Scotland. You just mentioned t- you just mentioned two managers who are pretty much on the verge of promotion. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. So I mean, but other than that, you're then looking at mid-table championship teams. Is that the sort of caliber of manager Celtic you want to go for? I don't understand why we can't just. I mean, th- there are good managers out there. Look, the Ro- Ronnie Dyla hasn't worked. It's just it's just not worked with this guy, but I would still go for a young, progressive foreign manager. But where is, if you go anywhere near Norway or Sweden or Denmark again, they're probably yeah, going to get criticised. I know, straight yeah, away. I know. Yeah, um, yeah. Germany, France, have maybe got a bit more kudos to it. Well, what um, about Remy Gard? Yeah, he did a terrific job with with Leon. He's a good manager. It's just it, it, Aston Villa is clearly a poison child. Just a disaster. Uh, let's get a few more questions under the belt. Uh, Robert Sherry at Politis Ouija. Hi, Robert. Uh, too late to go full dialer. Aye, just about. I think, I think he's I think too late. As if it has to be. For, if they don't sack him, it has to be. Uh, Celtic Rock and Roars. Should I block my Ranger supporting brother on Facebook? I'll answer for all of us. Yes. Yes, you should. Don't, uh, don't do just it. block him like totally. Why is it an actual brother? How did that happen? How did that happen? We're not looking stop, for this fucking. Stop. 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 Him the <laughs> I know. We're not looking for this fucking family history, Brian. Well, I if you've got a brother that supports Rangers, how how is that? Like, who cares? That's weird. No disrespect to Celtic. Who cares? I but care. yeah, no. Well, I block him. Uh, L Captain. Uh, at Kevin Pugh 86 can Stuart Armstrong replace Brown at central midfield for the remainder of the season Brian yes Kieran absolutely oh love look at you that's why we call him the freight train <laughs> out of nowhere out of nowhere Louis I wasn't listening oh for fuck's sake he was tweeting again Stuart Armstrong uh, no repl- no I can he he's no very good <laughs> Uh, Tony McHugh uh, at Run Cell. Could it be possible for Lowell to go against the grain and keep Dyla? I wouldn't put it past him to keep Dyla. Uh, I don't think he's going to sack him at the end of the season. Um, I then think he hopes that everyone goes on their holidays and forgets about it and then we turn back up on the first <laughs> day of the season. Oh, that guy's still there. Um, but who knows? Kieran, is there any chance of Dyla staying on? We really don't know. Uh, well, what, what's your feeling? Do you think he will or do you think he won't? Do you think he'll be there next season, yes or no? I think so. I, I think... Right. 
Aye, we need to get back in this bus, man. Ronnie's here. Ronnie's staying. Hey, look, I've, I've got a frame picture signed. Uh, got a few questions from. Uh, we've had a wee, uh, We've had a tweet, a oh. couple of tweets su- suggesting that Norwegian TV Two, which I assume is a TV channel, um, are reporting that Dial and Celtic are in agreement to end it after the end of the season. So that was from who's the gentleman? He tweets it quite a lot. Uh, I'm not going to pr- pronounce this right, but Kale, yeah, Kale, K A double Can you retweet that? Yeah, I, I, that's a, that's great information. Thanks very much. He's tweeted in a few times today. Is it, uh, it also says uh, it's he's said as an article. Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Dyla feels people are working against him in the club, media, etc. This is what Norve- Norwegian TV two state to know. Josie does go. I would love him to just expose it come out and say this is why it didn't work because you never get that there'll be some sort of garbage confidentiality but I'd love him to keep do keep my mouth shut about what happens yeah. behind doors uh, oh here's one uh, I will who do you uh, why did it always no tea, good. Or, tea yeah. or coffee what tea or coffee that's the question tea tea, tea, tea. depends what time of day it is uh, coffee we, for me I can't I, I was trying to find it uh, the tweet there about that Coffee. <laughs> um, I was trying to find it, but someone had tweeted this earlier on. If you want to shout at us for not knowing who you were, that's fine. Um, but they suggested, what about Dyla gets rid of Kennedy and yeah, Collins that. and brings in his own people? Do you do that? That's been a, a discussion because I think the the two coaches he had. I mean, he started to bring in or started to bring in a lot more of his old backroom staff. Um, but those two, he, he didn't bring in his own coaches, as far as I know. What do, what um, do you do with that though? When when he's my, my throat is killing me, my voice is going. Um, what what do you do when you've brought in? You know, obviously bringing in an assistant or a couple of assistants, usually they always follow the manager, and those those it's taken for granted that they will leave with the manager. But when you've brought in new physios. Um, youth players, the stat- statisticians, or I can't say that word. You know what I mean? You've brought in all these other p- people, especially bringing them over from Norwegian football into a totally different league and obviously a different country. If we get rid of Dyla, what happens to them? Ov- obviously, they would be expected to remain in their positions, wouldn't they? A lot of them just uh, have a severance, like they come to an agreement and they just. that's that tends to be what, what happens. Some, some of them will stay on, but a lot of them will just uh, come to an agreement with the club. But what a, what a, you know, what a turnaround in, in personnel you have to have then, don't you? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, listen, we're, we're really, we've ran out of time and actually overrun at this point. Uh, where is Michael Chapman and when will he turn to the show? Lovely shout out for NUFC underscore monkey, Michael Chapman. Chapters. Do you think Chapman even listens now? He does, aye. Does he? He aye. does, aye. Too. Good aye. on you, Chapman. From across the pond when he's not doing wrestling stuff. Yep. What planet is Ronnie Dyla from? That's what Chris Flood asks. Planet football. Planet. Oh, hello. Uh, Owen asks, uh, what biscuits you got? Unfortunately, there's no biscuits today. There was no biscuits today, no? No. That was what I was going to say. It could be the next poll. Every cynic chooses their favourite biscuit and it gets put up. And We've, done we live, We've done that in the live podcast. <laughs> what, to the audience of 25 people? <laughs> There's more than that there. And <laughs> I'm, I'm supposed to be the asshole. There's 4,000 people it was, in that I know, it was the opening let's, skit let's get out of the live pod. Let's get out there and see what the 
Uh, Christian Wolf asks, no. why do you hate Norwegian so much? Uh, is an obvious. Um, Alex McDee asks, <laughs> would Dyla stay on as assistant manager? No. 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 I don't think so. Thanks for tweeting in. Uh, someone tweets that just says, drink helps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Scott. That's probably one of us, yeah. Scott uh, Raymond 67. Uh, listen, we've got a lot of We've got a lot of points, but we've just not got enough time to get through them all because we're, we've ran over time. But um, obviously, this was a very emotional episode and uh, cathartic in a yes. lot of ways. Uh, I thought this was good. I hope it's helped. If you're listening to this, I hope this has helped you because yeah. it's helped me. It's hel- and you look, you know, you look good. Thanks, man. And that, that, that's the important thing. Um, we just read that tweet the very just kind of brought it all together. Oh, yeah, thank you very much. That he's going to be going into the season and then. Yeah, thanks very much, Kieran. I, I really appreciate that. I don't know why. That's I, sad, I don't though. know. I'm quite emotional. <sighs> Suck it. Uh, the freight train. Quicker. The housewife's favourite. This was terrific. The unit. The, oh, can I be the unit? You're the unit now. Oh, I've decided you yes. are the unit. That has made that's. I've totally forgotten about yesterday because of that. Now. Great stuff. Uh, Tweet us at 90 Minute Cynic. We're uh, now over the 2,000 follower mark. Yep, thank you. Th- thank you for that. Um, our, tweet, our tweet game is quite strong at the moment. We're going to keep it up. Um, there'll be some more polls going out. Um, if you have access to any Twitter accounts that haven't followed us, please try and hack into them. <laughs> <laughs> try and Follow hack us. into them. Uh, we are, we've, we've put some stuff up on the website recently. There was a true or false that went out that was kind of around the... I don't think anyone wants to read that. <laughs> to be fair, it yeah. was su- suited around the... Um, Semi-final. The semi-final. Uh, at 90 Minute Cynic is the Twitter. Get get involved there. Give us a follow. Facebook.com slash 90 Minute Cynic is the Facebook. Give us a like. We're also... We've got the website itself, 90MinuteCynic.com. We've got lots of old articles and we occasionally have some stuff going up. Uh, we might do... I mean, I think we're going to have to do the, the manager's articles again like we did the last time, which were very popular and very... We got a lot of good kudos for that, so get your think caps on, gentlemen. Uh, I've been Chris Gallagher and we'll speak to you down the road.
Let's forget about the tongue-tied lightning It's undressed just like cross-eyed strangers This is not a joke, so please stop smiling What was I thinking when I said it didn't hurt? Trying to break your heart 